Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. you may be doing with all the usual caveats of course with you as always i'm your ever so humble host tim tap committee live from historic rome county tennessee and uh it is a uh an overcast day here it, uh, we didn't have a 
cloud in the sky earlier, but it has gotten rather overcast, so we're expecting the possibility of rain at any moment. Uh, internet bandwidth seems to be going in and out because everybody's streaming Netflix, I'm assuming. It's been a fun-filled, action-packed adventure just to try to do research for today's show. Uh, and uh, as some of you may notice, as I've got uh, Crazy Cajun and uh, Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life, hanging out with me in the chat room, that I have started about 30 minutes earlier than the usual time. And that is because a little bit later this evening, from 9 p.m. until midnight Eastern, I'm going to be filling in for Michael Vera. I'm going to be taking the big chair at mid. At late nights in the Midlands, I about got the uh, title of the show uh, jacked up there. I better not make that mistake later. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, uh, going to be looking forward to that conversation. Uh, Cajun is going to be producing for me for that show, and he's trying to line up some guests right now. Uh, we'll see if we can't uh, just make it a fun and interesting show. We'll play a little politics, and then we'll uh, do a little other uh, stream of conscious things. We're not going to have anything uh, firmly set uh, in the stone, but uh, the late night show and uh, some of the other shows that uh, typically operate over there on uh, WCET tend to uh, delve into topics outside of politics, so we may spend some time uh, doing a little of that too, depending on who all uh, shows up. Uh, certainly uh, looking forward to that opportunity. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see here. Uh, Cajun says that it's uh, been a, a, a droomy day, uh, and the internet's all screwed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of folks are having that same issue. Uh, I know we were having uh, something yesterday while I was trying to work on some projects where uh, where the wife wasn't able to stream the way she was wanting to, and it, it was all a big thing. Somehow it was my fault because I was in here working. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you say we get to some of the show topics for today <coughs> as I have my non-COVID cough going on? First and foremost, you know what? Usually I'll spend some time focusing on stories that's not getting much play, but right now there's a lot of stories that are still getting a lot of coverage that I just can't help but uh, talk about. Sometimes I'm surprised at who I discover is also talking about some of the topics. For example, uh, discussing the uh, the documentary on uh, Amazon that got pulled uh, is right now still setting at number one over at iTunes in the documentary section. I think that has a lot to do with the attention that's been brought to the program. Uh, just I was surprised at some of the folks that were talking about that and some of the folks who weren't. Uh, they didn't bother to bring it up, but it's always the interesting thing. Uh, in the days of the new age media, uh, when you have uh, YouTube and uh, you have BTR and Spreaker and Podomatic and uh, Mixer and, and some of these other folks where basically – Anybody who's paying attention and anybody who comes across something can get out and be part of the media now. Uh, it, it is just a phenomenal thing, and it really does show who cares about certain issues. So uh, at any rate, I hope you've had an opportunity to check out said documentary. If not, uh, be on the lookout for said documentary. Uh, I think it's just an interesting scenario. I'm still trying to figure out exactly why. Although I did throw out uh, my suspicion uh, 
just uh, wondering why Amazon would feel the need to pull it, you know, just in time for the elections. Anyway, here's another story, uh, big-time story, probably getting a lot of coverage in the uh, conservative medias. But uh, you know, there's just so much about this that doesn't set well with me. So let's go over the article first, and then I will do the commentary, uh, which usually I can't help myself but throw a few in here and there. But uh, I'll do my best. So uh, House Democrats have said this past Tuesday uh, – that would be today, actually, the time of the live broadcast. Uh, after all, it is April 14th, 2020. It's a few uh, brief moments after 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, House Democrats said that they do not plan to return to work from their spring recess unless unless there's an emergency that would require them to return to D.C. They don't plan on uh, coming back uh, from their spring recess until at least May 4th. Now, notice the qualifier at least because that means that Nancy Pelosi's perfectly content on leaving the House out of session at this point all the way up till uh, November 5th if she could have her way. If she thinks there's anything that they need to do that might reflect positively any way at all on Donald Trump, she's willing to hold it up. Her only concern is she can't be seen as merely obstructing if she wants to try to gain any seats in the House, although, uh, according to Chief and a few others, and I, I certainly am beginning to buy in to the idea that I don't think Nancy Pelosi expects to be uh, reelected as Speaker of the House again. Therefore, she may not have any intention whatsoever of returning to the House after this session, so she may not care if the Democrats uh, retain control or gain more power there. It may not be even on her radar. But to say that they're not going to come back, at least until May, they still have the coronavirus, the COVID-19, the communist Chinese red death Wuhan bat stew flu as cover. Uh, to say, well, it wasn't safe, and I wasn't going to be in harm's way. Okay, whatever, Nancy. But we know the real motivation, don't we? And how do we know the real motivation? Because they also made sure that they didn't just tell us that they weren't planning on coming back until uh, no earlier than May 4th, possibly later. They also wanted to make sure that everybody knew that despite claims that had been made – Earlier in the week, that would be Monday of uh, this current week, that Republicans are in fact the ones holding up additional coronavirus relief for small businesses. Oh, it's not the Democrats trying to shuffle in as much pork as they possibly can. It's not the Democrats trying to literally open up a sausage factory and then a separate bacon factory and then a separate ham factory uh, in the guise of coronavirus relief for small businesses. No, that has nothing to do with it. It's the Republicans for not going along with all the ridiculous, mindless, pointless spending that Nancy Pelosi wants to include in this bill. That's whose fault it is. I'm so glad she clarified that for us, aren't you? Uh, quoting here, uh, the chamber previously expected lawmakers to return on April 20th after an extended absence. It is unclear if the Senate, which is expected to return to Capitol Hill next week, will follow suit. This was reported on CNBC. 
House Senate Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, Democrat from Maryland, issued a statement to House Democrats Tuesday clearing the House's floor schedule for the rest of April in response to measures designated to slow or halt the spread of coronavirus in the nation's capital. Again, that's the cover. The truth of the matter is, is they feel like the media is doing a good job, clearly demonstrating the fact that the Democrats are so out of touch that they don't understand what a good job means anymore, or the fact that uh, they've even been watching the media because if they had been watching the media, they would know that the media literally flipped out over Donald Trump showing a video of the media downplaying this when Donald Trump was actually moving forward with it. <laughs> the whole reaction to the coronavirus, you know, this very thing. They're trying to frame Donald Trump has done so terribly that they, in fact, were the ones that were doing all the wrong things, and now they're the ones trying to change their tune, and they're claiming that this is propaganda. These weren't edited uh, in any fashion other than the fact that the clips were put together. Okay, They took certain clips, and they put them together to make the point that time and time and time yet again that it wasn't Donald Trump that was doing all the things that the media is accusing him of right now in response to coronavirus. It was, in fact, the media and Democratic uh, elected officials at the federal level that were, in fact, doing these things, along with some certain governors that have become high profile in the meanwhile. Yes, there's a lot of blame to go around if you really want to spend all your time pointing fingers. I still think it's a little early for that. But I love the fact that the media is now calling this video simply showing their activities, their statements, claiming that this is in fact propaganda, saying that that's a campaign ad. I wonder why none of them took a second to realize that, hey… How is what we're saying, what we actually said, how is that propaganda for Trump? How is If he can use it, then clearly it is propaganda for the other side. Why is us making statements when we're trying to get that mean old orange man who's bad actually free publicity? How is that a free ad? How is it that we're doing something all the yeoman work, and yet they still can't figure out that they're the ones that are doing something wrong? There's still no connection. None. Kind of loving it on the one hand, kind of laughing at it on the other hand. I think I can laugh at it and love it at the same time in this case. Okay. So again, the Democrats are desperately trying to pretend like coronavirus is the reason they're not going to show up and may wait to even longer. But they didn't stop there. Uh, back to the quote. Members are advised that absent an emergency, the House is not expected to be prior to Monday, May 4th, 2020. Members are further advised that if the House is required to take action on uh, critical legislation related to the coronavirus response or other legislative priorities, again, pay attention to that because at some point… 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Something's going to come along. Uh, the Republicans will offer up something they really want, and they'll try to gobble it up real quick. I mean, watch for it. It'll happen. Uh, if the Republicans throw something out there... Hey, look, small businesses really, really need this relief package. We'll let you have Medicare for all if you do this. Boom. They'll be in session the next day. And that's why they, again, try to frame this in this fashion. Members are further advised that if the House is required to take action, blah, 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 members will be given sufficient notice to return to Washington, D.C. So they're going to be told ahead of time. I'll be curious to see what sufficient time actually is because something tells me if the Republicans uh, and Donald Trump is signaled that he would sign it, said something like, okay, we'll give you half the Green New Deal, but you got to be here tomorrow. They would be there tomorrow by hook or crook. They'd have at least enough votes for a quorum. I promise you they would. All right. Anyway, the short statement does not specifically say what is considered critical legislation. But so far, a few Democrats seem to believe that legislation related to the coronavirus response falls within that category. They seem to think that that's pretty much the only thing. They're going to be shocked, whatever it is. But yeah, no matter what it is, they're going to use coronavirus response as the cover to push the pork, right? So Congress left for its spring recess at the end of March after passing the $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief package that included direct payments to American taxpayers and a $350 billion fund, the Paycheck Protection Program, for low-interest and forgivable loans directed at small businesses shuttered by ongoing coronavirus lockdowns. Last week, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who crafted that relief legislation, told House and Senate Democrats that urgent action is needed on a $2.5 billion supplemental to the Paycheck Protection Program as banks charged with handling the admissions and lending process are already reporting running out of designated funds. Now, that to me sounds pretty interesting all in and of itself. I want to know where that money has gone to. I really do. I want 
I want an accounting of that cash, and I do hope before they just started delving it out, they had established some means of tracking where the cash went to. Because if you are already out of $350 billion, and I for one have not gotten a call back yet, so I know the company that I work my day job with hasn't received those funds, hasn't been offered the, that guaranteed loan yet. So I happen to know that not everyone is uh, making their way through, but then I still haven't been officially approved for unemployment yet. I'm literally one day away from a full three weeks from having applied. That should tell you all you need to know. There's a backlog, and these folks are dragging their feet, and where is the additional money that's supposed to supplement to the state so that you get more than just what the state unemployment is going to be? I haven't seen tell of that. Now, I did actually receive my uh, stimulus check today. It uh, was direct deposited in my account, but it was only for $2,000. I say only because we were told that we were looking at roughly 1200 per adult and then 600 per child, right? I have two adults in the household, and there is a minor child still living in the house here with us. She is our ward, our child, my youngest daughter. So didn't get what was promised, but did get the money. And hey, glad to have it. Don't get me wrong. Came at a good time because I was getting mighty low on fundage and some new bills were coming in. Definitely don't want to be bouncing checks right now when it comes to so many of these folks that are just flat out not, at least at this point, not working with anybody. I mean I, I'm thankful for one of my mortgage uh, providers, and I'm thankful for one of my larger personal loans. But everybody else that I've got a little bit of debt with is like, no, uh, just pay us. Just pay us. No, no, there's no deferral. There, there's, there's no… For us to just go ahead and open up the economy. Ooh, Tim, you just said the bad words. Yes, yes, I did. I said the bad words. So. As I said before, McConnell told colleagues that he'd prefer to pass this supplemental aid with unanimous consent in both the House and Senate, and Republicans believe the need is so great that it could be a simple, clean bill. Democrats, including Speaker of the House Nancy Mimi Pelosi and press conference, no data at all that indicates a supplemental relief bill is necessary. Again, despite clear indications that the fund is running out of money, 
Democrats don't give a rat's backside uh, that you're going to need a supplemental relief bill. Why? Because as far as they can tell, they made sure that all the people they cared about got some money. I'm looking at you, Kennedy Center. That's where it's important. If you haven't made large contributions to the Democratic Party or if you're not prepared to make large contributions to the DNC, then no member of the Democratic Party has any interest in making sure that you have a penny in your pocket. They're just not. This is their opportunity. They think they're going to push us on over into socialism right here and right now. That's what they believe in their heart of hearts. They believe it. They are so, so in academia who are going to be more than happy to rewrite this history on their behalf. Donald Trump crashed the economy by being adversarial in China, destroyed uh, once strong in an unbelievably strong bounce back that was due to the Obama administration, but he just couldn't write it out, and eventually his xenophobic policies brought an end to the time, and Donald Trump collapsed the free market system to the point that it became necessary to nationalize everything just to save the country. Anybody else? Anybody out there believe they haven't already got those headlines written? Anybody out there believe that they don't already have the pointless, the <coughs> uh, not pointless, the endless talking points about making that case already prepared to go? You're already seeing. Oh, of course. They hated Trump playing that video. Rather than bill was necessary, Pelosi and Schumer proposed a more complex piece of legislation, adding billions in handouts to hospitals, health care facilities, and city and state governments, all of whom received aid in the third coronavirus relief package and are eligible to receive additional funds in the fourth coronavirus relief package, currently being drafted by a Pelosi-run committee in the House. So they just want more and more for the people. So they're going to throw some out there to the hospitals to make it look like that's what they care about. But again, let me remind you, it's not just the hospitals that are getting it. It's not just health care facilities that's getting it. It's also city and state governments, and they're not going to be held accountable to where they spend that money. And isn't it? Amazing where this money is going to go to first. Well, of course, where they have the biggest issues. I think we've established quite nicely at this point where they have the biggest issues are the places where Democrats have it on lockdown. Whether you're talking about New York, whether you're talking about Chicago, whether you're talking about Detroit, whether you're talking about New Orleans, whether you're talking about Los Angeles, these are places where the Democrats have been in control of the cities for decades. Not just barely, not just close, but completely on lockdown where you basically have to be democrat light to get Repu to get elected as a Republican. You're not a conservative by any means. You can't get elected as one. And uh, in a lot of the places where these cities are, the states are basically run by Democrats too. 
again, strong running, complete and total. We got it on lockdown. They've convinced people to keep voting for him. So surprise, surprise, again, coronavirus is going to be the excuse to send free money to their friends. Well, of course, it's for health care. Of course, that's what they tell you. But I haven't seen anything in any of this legislation that tells you that they're keeping an eye on it or how they plan on keeping an eye on it or who's going to be responsible for doiling it out, who's going to be responsible for making sure once it's in the hands of the city of New Orleans, once it's in the hands of the state of New York, once it's in the hands of wherever they're sending this money, how are they keeping track of how they're spending it? Who's accountable for for keeping an eye on their budgetary process? Do we got any of that in there? I I haven't seen it. If somebody else has seen it, please let me know. Be happy. Happy. So these same Democrats issued a warning this past Monday that it is, uh, in fact, the GOP posturing on the now weighty bill. It's the GOP that's saying, hey, wait a minute, guys. This is just for emergency fundage to small businesses that need help. This isn't about all of this other crap. We covered a lot of that in this earlier bit. We need a supplemental to keep the, the funds liquid. Nope, nope, nope. Stop your posturing, GOP. Stop trying to pass a clean bill with a specific set of directives. Stop trying to do the responsible thing with the taxpayer dollars and just give us what we want. See, it's all the Republicans' fault. Pelosi and Schumer wrote a letter together saying, quote, we have real problems facing this country, and it's time for the Republicans to quit the political posturing by proposing bills they know will not pass either chamber and get serious and work with us towards a solution. Yeah, they really said that. That, that is actually in the letter. It, 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 how tone deaf? Can you be? But what's worse, how many people are still buying that BS? How many people are still buying that bovine excrement? I know there are people because I still have the occasional troll pop in to the chat room here at BR. I still have the occasional person reach out on social media saying, blah, blah, blah. You see how bad Trump is? No. I mean there's lots of things the man's not done right. There's lots of things he doesn't do well. There's lots of things that makes me wish we had somebody that was more precise of a communicator. But the man has not handled this in a fashion that is unreasonable. The only thing he's done that's even the least bit questionable is he's probably put way too much faith into people with credentials who are not in touch with how desperately so many Americans need the cash from this economy. Now, if we saved a million lives, if we saved two million lives in doing this, then okay. At the end of the day, most of us are going to be all right with this down the road, but it's going to hurt for a while. 
But if you want to criticize the job that Donald J. Trump is in with this right now, I will tell you the only criticism I have is that when he looks at somebody like Dr. Fauci, I think he gives those credentials way too much power over his decision-making. And that's it. And I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm not saying I would want to be making the decisions he has to make right now either. But I am saying that if there's going to be a criticism made, I, as far as I can... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See, that's the only legitimate one from where I'm setting. Because I understand the need to save lives. But I also understand that as we get better numbers all the time, we get more honest numbers all the time, we're seeing that this, in fact, has been way more akin to a bad flu. Republicans did respond to this little letter basically saying that the threat is reckless, and we're working to pass the clean supplemental bill. Good luck with that, guys. Good luck with it. We we need clean bills passed. We need a return to all bills being clean. We need to stop worrying about how the sausage is made, and we need to stop having the sausage being made. We need to get back to clean bills. It's been a, a dang long time since we've had – I mean the space facts. They were adding pork in the earliest days of the Congress. We're talking post-revolutionary time. They started the trend then, but we need to make – we need clean bills. And if you're going to continue to do these supplemental bills, you're going to continue to try and offer up some aid, then we need that aid to go where it's going, and we need every penny to be accountable. That's such a big thing to ask for. If they're taking their time to get this stuff out, they can take the time to factor in. At least a little bit of accountability. I'm a little past the uh, halfway point of the first hour, so uh, let's do the breakdown, and uh, we'll take that break, and let's start with the uh, the COVID-19 uh, PSAs, and I'll actually play in, in the opposite order of what I normally do. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. 
clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly. And for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. The current coronavirus and the construction of 5G towers is making a lot of people sick. But there is something even more sickening. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, founding father Thomas Paine once stated that the duty of a true patriot is to protect his country from its government. But we know that the nature of government is to grow bigger and bigger and find excuses to dominate us. And if allowed, it could become a deadly enemy. Unfortunately, government officials are not content to simply govern on behalf of we the people. Too often, they seek to enact policies that either inconvenience us, cost us more, or our hard-earned money, or potentially bring bodily harm. Just recently, officials of several cities chose to unleash murderers and rapists right out of prison, so at the same time sought to have gun shops closed. Hmm, because they deemed them non-essential. Senator Joe Biden told a man in Michigan that he does not work for him. That is a dangerous attitude held by career politicians like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters. Wake up, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs Video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video health care visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp for the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Do you believe that calling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus is racist? Do you think that passing laws to prohibit hormone blockers and transgendered surgeries to minors is bigoted? Do you believe that there is no reason whatsoever to question Joe Biden's current mental status? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't understand the difference between describing where something comes from and racism. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't understand that protecting children from potential lifelong harm is actually the job of adults. And you've also demonstrated that you've clearly not been paying any attention whatsoever to Joe Biden over the last several months. But 
then again, who can really blame you? Yes, in fact, if you said yes to any of the questions I just asked you, instead of going to go vote, maybe you should just keep being a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. That's right. This has been Tim Tap reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, you should just stay home on Election Day. Because they invaded another country and annexed a significant portion of it called Crimea. He's saying that it was President Mayer's It's his fault. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the you know the thing. The often publicly promoted communist-slash-socialist dream of food, shelter, and clothing for everyone is just a hoax. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, a special message for millennials. In a perfect world, everyone would have more than enough shelter, food, and clean water. In a true utopian society, there would be no sexism, racism, or other forms of oppression. In addition, there would not be laws and regulations designed to oppress one group in favor of another. Governments would not pick and choose corporate winners and losers at the expense of creativity, inventing, and job creation. Those touting the wonders of communism have for a long time fooled many millennial country men and women into believing that it is better to bring down the successful and in wholesale fashion redistribute their worked-for wealth to the oftentimes ungrateful idol. To America's millennials, the many possessions you own would no longer be available to you if America were to be fully transformed into a communist-slash-socialist nation. You need only to take a close examination of the harsh realities of full-blown socialism or communism in our own hemisphere in Venezuela. After the incurably ignorant masses gave up their guns and the right to protect themselves in 2012, seek ye the truth, millennials, and it will set you free and help save our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Hey, hi. I hope you're doing well. So um, I'm not super dressed up for this because um, I forgot I had this song because here's the thing about what's happening in my life right now. I have no concept of time. Is it May or October? Took the trash cans out at nine. The trash doesn't come for five more days. But the collection, it was over. It's morning. No, we missed it last week. No! She said TGIF. Because she thought that it was Friday. But there are still two days left. And Wednesday is a dry day. 
More BTR internet bandwidth kind of cray-cray, I'm guessing. But at any rate, uh, hopefully you guys are hearing me well enough. Uh, in fact, everybody who is hearing me besides Chief, because I saw that Chief said that he did, uh, if you'll just uh, let me know in the chat room, uh, I'd appreciate it. Uh, but glad to have uh, Bigfoot joining us. Glad to have Warple Bite joining us. Uh, did start tonight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Show 30 minutes early uh, so that I could be done 30 minutes early because at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern uh, until midnight, I'm going to be sitting in the big seat over at Late Night in the Midlands tonight. Going to be guest hosting. And I understand that there's a possibility right now is uh, – uh, Doug is trying to work out uh, communications and uh, cut that out that Chief may be joining us. So uh, uh, just let us know in the chat room, Chief, if that's a, a go for you or not, and maybe we'll attract some more folks on over there uh, where you guys are more than welcome to tune in at WCETFM.com. be the easiest way, and you can listen live there. Uh, all right, now, where was I at? Uh Topics, topics, topics. Again, no shortage of things to talk about, is there? Absolutely none. Okay, I'm looking here. Da 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 da. You got uh, his connected stuff for Skype. Uh, Internet screwed up tonight. Uh, not only BTR. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, I'm love to, to multitask on air. It's always a good thing. Okay, so no shortage of things to talk about, right? Well, we were asking some questions here a couple of weeks ago, well, a little over a week ago, and that would be, why aren't we hearing anything from the mainstream media about the credible accusation of Joe Biden and a sexual assault incident? Well… Eventually, enough people were asking the question, and that's because even folks on the left, uh, the hashtag MeToo folks in particular, who are realizing that Rose McGowan is their uh, savior and leader and that Alyssa Milano is just another hack wannabe activist who just wants to be famous more than she wants to stand for something. So they realized that they've started to call out some of the mainstream media too and saying, hey, wait, how can you not at least report on this? People need to know. After all, Kavanaugh was just a job interview. That's why it was okay that uh, due process was kind of moved to the side. But Joe Biden is in the middle of a job interview to be the president of the United States. So what's the difference? Well, we were wondering, and a lot of people were asking, and now the New York Times executive editor, Dean Beckwith, has come forward and attempted – I'm going to say attempted – because I'm not sure I buy this, and I'm not certain that you should buy it. But he's attempted to defend the paper's decision to wait a full 19 days to report on the sexual assault allegation against 
Joe Biden, claiming that this allegation was different than those against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Ooh, but how is it different, you may ask? Well, that's a good question. The Times attempted to explain this its actions by having its own media columnist, Ben Smith, interview uh, Banquet. So Smith asked the tough questions about how the allegations against Biden was somehow different than the one against Kavanaugh. First, let's go over some important points about the allegations against Biden and Kavanaugh as these points will become important for the remainder of this discussion. First of all, with Biden. Biden was accused by a former staffer. The allegation is 30 years old. Uh, allegedly told people at the time that it happened. Initially said last year that Biden acted similarly to the hair sniffing and awkward touching he displayed on the campaign trail. Months later, added sexual assault to the allegation. Now, some points about the Kavanaugh accusation. Accused by a woman without any proof that the two had ever even been in the same room. More than a 30-year-old allegation. Her own friend, Blase Ford's own friend, didn't think the accuser had met Kavanaugh. No one remembers her saying anything about it at the time. Second accuser wasn't sure Kavanaugh was culprit until she consulted with a Democrat lawyer. Others didn't think it was Kavanaugh. Third accuser, represented by Michael Avenatti, walked back gang rape claims and was referred for criminal prosecution over false claims. Now back to the Times. But the very first question that was asked was why the Times waited so long to publish an article on Tara Reid's allegations against Biden. The response was, quote, lots of people covered it as breaking news at the time, and I just thought that nobody other than The Intercept was actually doing the reporting to help people understand. They weren't doing the reporting to help people figure out what to make of it. I thought that the New York Times could do and bring to the story was the expertise we had developed over doing more than a dozens of these kind of stories. Are you with us so far? We didn't want to rush anything to anything. We wanted to make sure that we fully understood and that we upheld journalistic integrity is what he's saying. Anyway, he continued with saying, we did what we always do. Mm, really? I, I may have to come back to that statement a little later. We did what we always do. One thing we've tried to do going all the way back to the Bill O'Reilly story is to find out whether people talk to people uh, contemporaneously. So in other words, at the same time, whether they describe their stories to people before they became public and in fact 
she had talked to a couple of people who confirmed that to us. But mainly, I thought that what the New York Times could offer and should try to offer was the reporting to help people understand what to make of a fairly serious allegation against a guy who had been a vice president of the United States and was knocking on the door of being his party's nominee. Look, I get the argument. Just do a short, straightforward news story. But I'm not sure that doing this sort of straightforward news story would have helped the reader understand, have all the information he or she needs to think about what to make of this thing. So you, you, you caught that part at the end, right? Now, at first, I love the fact that they said, we did what we always do, except when it's somebody from the other side. This is not what they did with Kavanaugh. This is Actually, it's not what they did with Bill O'Reilly. But what is the legitimate argument here? What is the legitimate argument about running a straightforward news story, letting the people decide for themselves, and then and then you – New York Times, what is the problem with you doing follow-up reporting as more information is available? What's wrong with you following the story except for the fact that you want this story to just die and go away as quickly as possible? You want to disgrace. You want to discredit. You want to dismantle this Tara Reid, whereas you wanted so much for Blasey Ford to be truthful and upstanding and correct, so much so that you were willing to lie on her behalf. So much so that you were willing to completely throw out any semblance of journalistic integrity on her behalf because you wanted Kavanaugh to not be on the Supreme Court. But honestly, guys, did you think you would like Trump's next pick any better? I mean the first few picks uh, have all been about people he thought could barely easily pass. Why? Because these are folks who have a few question marks. In their conservative bona fides. We talked about this a lot when Kavanaugh was first nominated. Kavanaugh is the one who came up with the Obamacare as a tax BS. He's the one that floated that idea out there and that Justice Kennedy ran with. That was Kavanaugh's doing. That was his thinking. Elections have consequences and Obamacare is a tax. That makes it constitutional. The shared responsibility fee is a tax? Uh. Anyway, that was his response to, remember, a guy who works for him. Not going to get a lot of pushback. Not going to get somebody to ask that question that I just did. But, but, sir, what's wrong with running a straightforward news story and then giving up? Follow-up stories is more information available. What would be wrong with that? That question doesn't get asked because that question is also something they don't want to answer. You see, the Times didn't do what it always does, like I said, at least not when a Republican is accused. It reported those allegations on the day they were made – we're talking about Kavanaugh again – instead of waiting 
so long to, quote, help people figure out what to make of it. That didn't seem to be the criteria when it came to Kavanaugh, especially when the Times published an article about the Deborah Ramirez claims, you know, the one that Kavanaugh exposed himself to her during a drunken college party decades ago, even though it couldn't find anyone to support the claims. Shoot, they didn't even have time to try to find somebody to support the claims. They just ran with it. Same day, they were more than happy to plaster that everywhere. I'm sure many of you probably saw it on the bottom of your bird cages if any of you have pet birds and you know, still use the Times for anything. The Times didn't care to help the readers understand whether uh, – they didn't I'm – getting, I'm getting angry. <laughs> Getting angry and I'm getting tongue tied. They didn't care to help the reader understand when editors removed escopatory evidence from another article about another uncooperated claim against Kavanaugh either. They in fact they intentionally left Escopatory evidence out of their article because it actually kind of sort of made Kavanaugh look like he wasn't guilty of being a boorish, evil, white man. Which, of course, in the age of identity politics, it's all that's actually required to be guilty. Now, Beckwet also was asked about the timing of the Reid allegations against Biden as it's related to the Democratic primary, you know, when Bernie Sanders was actually still in the race, but at that point was only considering dropping out. And the response there was, well, uh, let me just read it to you. Quote, at that time, we didn't know he was about to drop out of the race. I guess everybody knew he was thinking about it. But I thought the biggest obligation that we had, frankly, was to the story and to having multiple conversations with Tara Reid. And to be honest, at that point, it wasn't like we were in a heated race with the clock ticking. The main obligation was to get a really sensitive story as close to right as we could. Okay, well then why was that not the – you do the same thing you do all the time? Why was that not the same approach with Kavanaugh? I mean I get it. You guys don't need me to go over this with you to point out and point out and point out yet again how ridiculously one-sided, how ridiculously biased that these people are and the fact that they believe in their heart of hearts that it is not their job to report to you facts, that it is their job to convince you to think the way they want you to think. I know you know that, and if, if you're listening to this and you don't know that, where you been? Why are you so late to this party? And if you don't believe me, again, where you been at? You've been watching uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians? You've been watching uh, Netflix reruns of Friends for the last three weeks? 
You've been doing anything you can to avoid not knowing anything going on outside of your room? If you read or watch anything from a majority of the mainstream media, I don't see how you could miss the bias. Always a heated race with the clock ticking when it comes to breaking news, and the New York Times knows that very well. Everybody wants to be the one to have the scoop. That's why we have the ridiculous 24-hour news cycle we have now. So this is a lot easier to be the first one to report on it. And if you have to print a retraction later, eh, we're just going to run with the story. The New York Times has acted that way in the past when it's Republicans. You know, people like that guy I mentioned a little while ago, that, uh, that no-spin zone guy who used to be on Fox. You know the one, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. They acted like that when Bill O'Reilly was accused. Further, as stated earlier, the Times apparently had no qualms about getting a really sensitive story as close to right as we could when Kavanaugh was accused. They didn't care about getting it right. They just wanted to make it look as bad as possible, and they wanted to be first because they also want to be the go-to publication for the resistance. On the day that Swetnick, third Kavanaugh accuser who claimed he orchestrated high school gang rape parties and had been referred for criminal prosecution, the Times reported an article about her ludicrous allegations, which were posted on Twitter by her celebrity attorney, Mr. Michael Abenati. Celebrity attorney, a.k.a. current jailbird. Current jailbird who's been trying to get out of jail because of corona. The corona's going to get me. I'm too pretty to be in jail. Avenatti was also referred for criminal prosecution over the allegations and is currently in jail for unrelated crimes that were not foreseen at the time of the Kavanaugh allegations. Because nobody wanted to foresee them, but if you'd taken any time to look into Avenatti's past, he'd been trying to bully people into uh, settlements his entire litigious career. Bequette also just kind of whiffed in response to a question about whether the Times should have told people that they were working on a story about Reed's allegations against Biden. Yeah, uh, because that would be like printing a straightforward news story, and they would have been required to acknowledge it. I guarantee you the Times, like every other left-leaning mainstream news outlet, was desperately hoping that this would just go away, and they wouldn't have to say a thing about it. They were hoping that people like uh, the Blaze and the Daily Wire and the Daily Caller. They were hoping that people like me and people like Chief would never get a whiff of this so that it would just go away and we wouldn't keep bringing it up. But in response to that question, he said, quote, you wish you could say to the world, hey, we're working on this, but you don't actually know what you're going to end up writing. Let's say for some reason we found out something that made us not want to write a story. Then what do we say to the readers? We worked on this hard, and we found a reason. We found out something that made us not want to write. 
but we're not going to tell you about it. So it felt to me like that wasn't quite the right alternative either. Now, first and foremost, I don't know anybody who's asking the New York Times, hey, why didn't you at least say, hey, we're working on a story looking into this. We'll be doing an actual report sometime. Again, because that's too much like acknowledging that it happened, acknowledging that this is going on, acknowledging that it might have an impact on the Wisconsin primaries. Oh, it's too much like saying, hey, to all the people that might vote Democratic and actually still pay attention to this rag of a newspaper, ooh, what? Something would joke? No, we don't want those people to even know that this has happened. And what do you mean writing a story and that maybe, maybe you'll end up not wanting to write it? Why would you not want to write it? Seriously, why would you not want to write the story? It sounds like they were looking for a reason not to report it, but they couldn't justify it after 19 days and are now deflecting. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like, hey, you know what? We weren't really going to do it, but now we're kind of looking at this, and holy crap, we got to do something. And hey, it's not our fault. We were waiting to see what was going to happen. See, there should have been no question that they would report the story since they immediately jumped onto every dubious allegation against Kavanaugh. And another question, he was literally asked directly why Kavanaugh was treated differently, and the executive editor gave this response. Quote, Kavanaugh was already at a public forum in a large way. Okay, not sure why that's different. Anyway, back to the quote. Kavanaugh's status as a Supreme Court justice was in question because of a very serious allegation, yet still not seeing a difference. Back to the quote. And when I say in a public way, I don't mean in the public way of Tara Reid's. What? No, we're, we're not comparing to Kavanaugh to Tara Reid. We're comparing Kavanaugh to Joe Biden. So now we've already uh, rolled off the train tracks, and we fell right into the middle of this ridiculous out-of-your-mind scenario. Got a false narrative going strong now. Back to the quote. If you ask the average person in America, they don't know about the Tara Reid case. So I thought in that case… If the New York Times was going to introduce this to readers, we needed to introduce it in some reporting and perspective. Kavanaugh was in a very different situation. It was a live, ongoing story that had become the biggest political story in the country. It was just a different news judgment movement. It was just a different news judgment moment. Uh, moment. Moment. Uh, movement. Moment. Okay. So it's just another news judgment moment. That last part's the only part that's true. Because why did it suddenly become so much more? 
I have just blown past the whole first hour, haven't I? <laughs> uh, I, I can't help it. I'm I'm going to go with this, and and that's just going to have to be the way it is. So I'm not done here. Sorry for making it harder on you, Cajun. This was a huge story because the left decided to attack Kavanaugh. They went on the attack. They went on the attack. They made this public. They went out and got somebody who was just mentally unstable enough to be willing to put themselves out there to be a hero of the resistance or to become the pariah if the truth came out. That's what they found. That's what they got. And at the end of the day, Ms. Blase Ford, pretty much everybody knows that she was full of crap. This was a different scenario because you're keeping the lid on. The New York Times is one of the many, many operations that are looking to keep the lid on this scenario. That's why it wasn't all over the place. That's why it took alternative news outlets to report on this. It was available for anybody who just wanted to look. You didn't have to do a deep dive to find it, but you guys were trying to keep it squashed. That's what made this different. Your efforts to keep it quiet. He is literally trying to say that Joe Biden, running for president and at the time still had an opponent in the primary, wasn't in the public forum in a large way. He called the accusation against Kavanaugh very serious, but it wasn't. To this day, there is zero evidence, zero evidence of his accuser, Miss Christine Blase Ford, had ever even been in the same room, Kavanaugh. Yet her allegation was very serious. Ford couldn't even narrow down the year her alleged assault took place. She, at one point, put the year in the mid-80s when she was in college, <coughs> meaning that she may actually have been assaulted then, which actually made more sense since she claimed to struggle with mental health issues in college. But not in her last years of high school, immediately after the alleged assault. The point that this guy tried to make about the average person in America not knowing about the Reed allegation against Biden, that's precisely because the media didn't make a big deal of it. It's because the media did not say, hey, this is big. This should have been bigger than the Kavanaugh bit because there at least seemed to be some level of credibility to this accusation. By the standards they set, this was a home run compared to the foul tip that you got from Blase Ford. In order for people to hear about it, the media have to report it. And yet they, the Times, and many other mainstream media downplayed the allegations or quickly moved on from them in a way that did not do – in a way they certainly didn't even come close to doing with Kavanaugh. We're talking about the 24-hour news cycle continuously painting him as guilty, 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 guilty. Outlets like the Times – wrote up every dubious allegation to keep the story going. That's not 
to mention the Times and other outlets digging into Kavanaugh's high school yearbook to paint him as a rapist because he, like almost every teenager, drank alcohol sometimes excessively. They even presented a yearbook comment as a negative way to one of the Kavanaugh's old friends, which upset her. Kavanaugh and some of his friends wrote, quote, uh, Renate Alumnus. Alumna. Renate Alumnus. Okay? We're alumni of Renee. They wrote that in the yearbook in reference to one of their friends. Two classmates who weren't friends with Kavanaugh's crowd gave the Times a negative interpretation of the quote that the boys were bragging about hooking up with the woman. Kavanaugh and his friends said that that wasn't what it meant, but that's how the Times presented it to the woman. Then wrote an article based on her reaction to the Times' negative interpretation. Not, Not an article about the fact that All the credible witnesses who actually understood what it did mean said, no, that's not right. But people that didn't like Kavanaugh in high school said, yeah, that's what it meant. Blah, blah, blah. Go get him, boys. The guy was then asked whether he believed uh, Reed's allegation was more credible than Ford's. It was pointed out. That reporters didn't speak to anyone who recalled Ford telling them uh, that uh, she had said anything at the same time that it occurred. His response to that: I don't mean to imply that the uh, that the notion that a the person told someone at the same time is the ultimate test. It's not. There are a lot of tests. How did the person appear as they tell the story? What could the person's motivation be? Was the person clearly in the place of the alleged assault? Having gone through Harvey Weinstein and all of them, you make these judgments. It's very subjective. It has to be. You just got to add up all the pieces and talk to as many people as possible and do a gut check. There's no magic formula. There's no magic formula. <laughs> you have to do a gut check. I'm going to trust my gut even though I have people telling me something. How about you trust your gut when your journalistic instinct tells you uh, maybe we shouldn't write this story? Or if we're going to write a story, maybe we should just make it a straightforward story and say uh, watch for our follow-ups as we continue to investigate. How about that? How about any of that? How is that a bad thing? Well, that term would just not be any good or something. What? Unbelievable. Now, of course, what makes one allegation more credible doesn't seem to make another allegation against a Republican less credible. This guy gave it away when he said he had to make judgments and that it was all subjective. It has become clear what kind of judgments the Times has made. 
of course. This guy absolutely stands by how the Times treated Kavanaugh, saying that he thought the Times followed its own standards on both allegations. Yes. The Biden allegation would have been a running hot story if the media had covered it. It would have been a running hot story if the media had covered it in the same way that it covered the allegations against Kavanaugh. Immediate reporting based on little facts, searching for more people to make allegations, and then printing those allegations and anything they could to bolster the claim that he was guilty, such as vague yearbook yearbook quotes. If you'd done any of that, if you'd done any of that, it would have been the biggest story going. This would have been so much bigger than Kavanaugh because uh, this is this is Uncle Joe. Handy, grabby, creepy Uncle Joe has been violating women and young girls' personal space for years now. There are whole websites dedicated to video footage of him grabbing and groping and sniffing and other weird, strange things. And this was well before Uncle Joe's mental capacity seemed to have went so far south. He has no qualms about violating women's personal space. We've all seen it. To pretend otherwise is gross negligence and is basically criminal. Much the same way as what Joe Biden did. Now, let's be clear. This is still an allegation, and there are still some reasons to question the allegation. There are. Uh, the, this woman was a, um, a Bernie supporter, and, and the timing was rather questionable. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, ooh, this is 100% true, but I am going to tell you that based on everything we've seen, it's way more believable than the Kavanaugh stuff was. Smith asked, uh, asked the guy uh, a pointed question saying, quote, do you think that in your heart you're reluctant to promote a story that would hurt Joe Biden and get Donald Trump reelected? <laughs> what do you think? I think Coot's not going to answer that question honestly because they're not allowed to say the quiet part out loud. You're supposed to read between those lines, but you know you have to do the lip service, right? <laughs> but even though he didn't quite bite, listen to what he did say. Quote. I can't make that calculation. I won't. I won't let my head or my heart go there. I think once you start making those kinds of calculations, you're not a journalist anymore. You're some sort of political actor. (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. I can't make that calculation. No, what he meant to say is I can't make that admission. I'm not going to say that part out loud. And then I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not a journalist anymore. Nobody that works for me is a journalist anymore. We're just some kind of political actors. You just might as well said it. And again, he and the Times 
made those kinds of calculations when Kavanaugh was up for a Supreme Court seat. They did it relentlessly to Kavanaugh. When he was asked about the now infamous edits that the Times made after Biden's campaign uh, complained, their original article on Reid's allegations included the line, quote, The Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden beyond the hugs, kisses, and touches that women previously said made them uncomfortable, which was later changed to simply say the Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden. He was asked why he changed the line. Why did you change that line, sir? Even though a lot of us, including me, had looked at it before the story went into the paper, I think that the campaign thought that the phrasing was awkward and made it look like there were other instances in which he had been accused of sexual misconduct, and that's not what the sentence was intended to say. <laughs> okay, first of all, there should not be a point in time if you're going to be a legitimate news outlet that the campaign gets to control your prose. However you choose to state it, however you choose to write it is how you write it, right or wrong. And then you either print a retraction or you or you do what you need to do. But to simply pretend – I know the real reason you added it is like, there's no pattern of misconduct other than, of course, what we all already know. It's just it's just Uncle Joe. He doesn't mean anything by any of that. We're, we're all okay with that, aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? I think the campaign wasn't comfortable with it. Then that's another good reason to write it. The line exactly portrayed what had been said about Biden before. It didn't allege sexual misconduct, just discomfort. Yet it was edited. That part of it was removed, and then the guy went on to explain why they didn't offer any acknowledgement of the change. Uh, well, we didn't want them to know. His response there is he said, we didn't think it was a factual mistake. I thought it was an awkward phrasing issue that could be read different. What, it could be read different ways and that it wasn't something factual we were correcting. So I didn't think it was necessary. It was certainly necessary since it was changed after a campaign complained, and it changed the nature of the allegations to make it seem like Reed's was completely out of the blue against a man who had never had so much as a whiff of misconduct alleged against him, which of course isn't true. Why, why, this Tara Reed person is just from out of nowhere. Women have never complained about Joe Biden. The Times was also called out for including the line, quote, Filing a false police report may be punishable by a fine and imprisonment, a line that isn't included when other women 
file similar police reports. But again, this guy tried to, to claim the line was added to bolster her claim. Trying to bolster her claim. Well, clearly, she must be serious because this is what she's risking. This wasn't a, an effort to discredit her. This wasn't an effort to make you, the reader, think that, oh, yeah, by the way, there might be criminal charges later since she's clearly making this up. No, I wasn't trying to change how you thought. It certainly wasn't an effort to try and bully her into backing off. Hey, you realize that if we decide you're lying, it wasn't a violation of hashtag me too. No, nothing like that, because we believe all women. It bolstered her claim. He said, quote, I could read it as the opposite, that we were saying that filing a police report is not a frivolous matter. That's how I interpret it. Well, then why isn't that how you put it? You took the time to change some of the lines. Why did you take the time to edit that? You are the executive editor, sir. Why not do the editing? So he was literally worried about the phrasing of the line about Biden that was taken out, but not worried about the phrasing of the line, which most people read as a threat against Reed if her allegations didn't prove true. Finally, this guy was asked if readers should believe Reed, to which the executive editor responded and quoting once more. If we could write the sentence that said you should believe this person or you shouldn't believe this person, we would have written that sentence. What I think readers should take away from this is that this is a serious allegation made by someone who has some standing. It is denied strenuously by Mr. Biden and his campaign. Here's everything we know, and you have to make your own judgment. Okay, I'm going to stop right there and ask, okay, then why not just write the straightforward news instead of trying to control what people are supposed to think about it? But back to his response, back to quoting, sometimes I think it's okay to tell readers that they have to make, <laughs> they have to make their own judgment. Sometimes I think it's okay. Did you catch that? Sometimes I think it's okay to tell readers they have to make up. The rest of the time, we have to make up their mind for them. But sometimes <laughs> I'm sorry. It grabs me every time. Back to quoting them. I understand that people want simple answers. But in my experience editing stories like this, sometimes there aren't simple answers, and sometimes you just have to figure that the reader is sophisticated, thoughtful, will read it, weigh it, and make his or her own judgment. And I think in this case, that's the best we could offer. Again, I'm going to stop and ask first and foremost if you think that that's the case, and why would you have more than three readers left in the world? And uh, beyond that, uh, then why not write the straightforward news piece and leave it up to the people? You know, that, that thing you started with in this little faux interview? He finished up that thought by saying, and that's a lot, by the way. We took two and a half weeks to talk to a whole lot of people to provide that information to the reader. Maybe they didn't write that exact sentence, 
but they certainly wrote enough to discourage people from believing Reed or believing the allegations against Kavanaugh. I, I, if we could write, you should believe this person, or if we could write, you shouldn't believe this person, we would. Well, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't write that sentence. But you certainly made it clear that you don't believe Reed, whether you want to admit that you made that clear or not. Just the same way that you made it quite clear that you believed everything about Kavanaugh and that they should believe everything about Kavanaugh and that death, doom, and destruction, the way of American life was coming if uh, Brett Kavanaugh was placed on the Supreme Court. The allegations against Kavanaugh were also denied strenuously. But those denials were couched in ludicrous allegations and innuendo. Do you say, oh, an innocent man doesn't react that strongly? Really? And uh, if he had stayed calm and not gotten a little upset there at first, you would have said an innocent man would have been more passionate in his defense, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Don't deny it. Don't lie about it. We all know it's true. Now, maybe, just maybe their Kavanaugh reporting could have been entirely different if they waited two and a half weeks to talk to people and to publish it. But you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say probably not. I'm going to go way out there on the limb and say I don't think it would have been any different at all, and I have no qualms about telling you why I believe that. It's astounding that we constantly see this level of bias, and we still don't get any level of honesty from what's supposed to be a bastage of truth. The New York Times is looking for excuses to cover their backsides now and still seem credible because they still want you to believe that they're journalists working over there and that they're not just some propaganda magazine at this point. Well, your dirty little secret's already out, guys. We know that your paper is only fit to line the bottom of bird cages, and guess what? Most of my birds, not that I have any anymore, but when I did, were too good. To have to settle for the quality of your paper or lack thereof. <laughs> I promise, Cajun, I'll pay more attention uh, uh, later tonight. I completely blew through the re- uh, the first hour. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sorry, I just got really worked up about this story. It's bad enough that the mainstream does what it does, but. Uh, it is a time – a little past time for the uh, mid-hour break. I blew past the the hour reset. I just – I couldn't help myself, man. This is just so, so angry. Sometimes you just got to keep going. <laughs> got to save some energy for later. All right. Uh, let's take that break. Uh, uh, still playing the uh, PSAs from the uh, 
CDC in reverse order today. Uh, you guys stay right where you're at. Thanks for being here. I'll be back right after this. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. The deep state swamp urchins continue to damage the United States by making life more difficult for sovereign U.S. citizens. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, we all know that the coronavirus situation will subside and go away, and Americans will be heading back to work. It is possible that some jobs will not be around when it's time to return to the workplace. That is why, among other reasons, it is infuriating to know that most likely, without President Trump's approval, deputies have announced that they have begun the process of importing 85,000 H-1B gig workers to take white-collar jobs that would be needed by millions of American graduates after October who have lost jobs during the coronavirus crash. At least one million white-collar jobs have been transferred to foreign workers so far, according to Marie Larson, a co-founder of the American Workers Coalition, which opposes the many visa worker programs that have transferred one million white-collar jobs to foreign workers. This H-1B gig preferential treatment of foreign workers at the expense of qualified Americans was not ordered or approved by President Trump. Roughly 100,000 new H-1B workers arrive annually, which I believe is a major component in the effort to de-Americanize the United States. Wake up, my fellow Americans. The republic you save may be your own if you're willing to try. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video, video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video health care visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face -face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. This is Tim Tapp on behalf of the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that Roe v. Wade is settled law? Perhaps you think that man-caused climate change is settled science. 
do you believe that CNN is the most trusted name in news? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't care enough to learn that the Supreme Court has reversed itself on multiple occasions. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't care enough to learn, well, anything about science. In fact, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then maybe you should just continue to settle for fake news. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. Until recently, the public library, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, and Cub Scouts were safe bastions of good influence for young Americans. But my, how times have changed. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. My wonder years as a Cub Scout and later Boy Scout were filled with being taught about the importance of being honest, thrifty, obedient to parents, camping, jamboree, patriotism, helping the elderly, etc., those moral lessons taught in both the Cubs and Boy Scouts reflected and were an extension of the values we first learned at home and in church. But as our republic morphed away from Judeo-Christian ethics into an amoral mobocracy via government school indoctrination of one generation after another, in many circles good moral standards were done away with and replaced with corruptive teachings that are now even taught to toddlers in public libraries where Christmas is banned, along with wholesome stories like Huckleberry Finn. But drag queens are there to teach little ones how to twerk, and even worse. If America is to remain great, we the people must fight to reestablish that which is good in the sight of God. If not, forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. And thank you, nice CDC lady. All right. Well, I think I have done just about all the damage that I can do uh, for my two-hour show here and making things difficult for uh, Cajun. And uh, as he is the uh, engineer over at uh, WCET, and he's uh, one of many uh, shows, uh, many, blah, blah, one of many radio uh, stations, terrestrial, that rebroadcast uh, this show. And uh, typically they rebroadcast it in one-hour blocks. So uh, I didn't exactly do the reset. I just really kept going earlier and i apologize uh, to you cajun but i just i couldn't help myself just couldn't help myself i want to take this opportunity to uh, invite everybody to slide over starting at 9 p.m eastern 
uh, to WCETFM.com where you can hop into the uh, chat room over there and hang out with me. And evidently Chief is going to be there for quite a bit, and we'll uh, see if we get some other folks to call in. Uh, that call-in number, if anybody wants to uh, use it, uh, is uh, 985-218-0185, and you guys can uh, can call in and talk to me and Chief, and uh, we'll see what transpires as we actually will have to uh, be a little bit tighter and actually follow that uh, terrestrial radio scheduling. Anyway, glad to have everybody here tonight live. Certainly appreciate uh, you being here and joining me. And one more story that I wanted to get to, and I will probably <laughs> be a little bit better about the time constraints uh, because, after all, BTR will cut me off <laughs> if I run too far on this one. But uh, this next big story, uh, it, it is a big story because it has some major implications. And, of course, folks on the left and the mainstream media are going to try to – Make this all about Donald Trump being dangerous, flailing about, being irrational, politicizing something in a time of crisis. That's not really what's going on here. See, uh, the White House is expected to announce restrictions on the World Health Organization at some point this week. This week, the White House is, in fact, expected to announce a plan to decrease – the United States financial commitment to the World Health Organization, limiting one of the WHO's major sources of funding in hopes of forcing the global wellness group to cut its ties to the Chinese government. The White House Office of Management and Budget, uh, according to a report from NBC News, has been working on several options for the Trump administration, including a plan to withhold funds from the WHO until the United States can complete till the United States can complete an investigation into whether WHO officials conspired with the Chinese to both hide the origins of and to downplay the severity of the novel coronavirus. Now, we know that the novel coronavirus has went on to become a global pandemic. We know that its spreading doesn't appear to have been a natural event. In fact, saw a great documentary uh, courtesy of the Epic Times uh, that was up on YouTube. I don't know how long they're going to be allowed to keep it up there. It's really worthwhile, but uh, they were investigating the origins. And uh, based on uh, the information that they uh, revealed and some follow-up research that I've done, and of course I do have some fundamental understanding in the region because I was studying microbiology uh, back in the day. I, uh, I think they've made a pretty convincing argument that this, in fact, is not a naturally occurring event. All that being put to the side, the United States contributes more than 22 percent of the WHO's overall funding per year. That's 10 times that of China. And that funding comes from a number of federal agencies, including the State Department, 
the Department of Health and Human Services, and the Environmental Protection Agency. The U.S. has contributed $14 million to the WHO's Coronavirus Relief Fund. That's on top of the usual contributions. Quoting here, this is from Trump. We're going to put a very powerful hold on it. They could have called coronavirus months earlier. The WHO really blew it. For some reason, funded largely by the United States, yet very China-centric. We'll be giving all that a good look. Now, that was from a tweet from Donald Trump. Now, these things led to people to start speculating. Uh, are we going to stop giving them money? Are we going to stop giving – well, we probably should. Now, that led the WHO to push back, uh, accusing the Trump administration first of politicizing the virus in that very, uh, very, very open and very public uh, statement where they said, uh, if you want to politicize this, you'll have more buddy bags, which – I don't think he meant it that way, but certainly sounded a lot like a threat. <laughs> I think he probably should have workshopped that uh, a little longer and probably uh, passed somebody other than the Chinese propaganda folks. But they accused the Trump administration of politicizing the virus and then of responding to what the WHO's leadership termed a racist campaign on behalf of Taiwan. Of course – is strictly Chinese propaganda. The group, which of course is an arm of the United Nations, also insisted that it was on top of COVID-19 pandemic from the beginning and did all it could to slow the spread of the disease. Only I think we all know better than that at this point, don't we? Lately, it's become clear that the HWO, the WHO, at the very least, took Chinese propaganda about the disease as gospel in the early days of the virus. That is the best-case scenario. That's if you give them as much credit as you can. If you give them the full benefit of the doubt, that is the best-case scenario. They just took Chinese propaganda as gospel. They repeatedly warned that the United States and others did not need explicit travel restrictions against China, and at one point, parroting a Chinese government talking point, insisted that coronavirus could not be transmitted from human to human. So yeah, they were definitely on top of it from the very beginning. They were getting little bullet points of what to say from the Chinese communist government's propaganda machine, and they just parroted it. Right now, though, according to the Wall Street Journal, administration officials are struggling to figure out the best approach to handle the WHO and, of course, its failures. One option is to order agencies to reroute the money to other related purposes. Now, that seems reasonable to me. Simply withdrawing from the group altogether could leave a power vacuum, which China would likely rush to fill, expanding its influence over global affairs. So maybe we should be exercising our strength and kind of bumping China's influence down a few notches. 
Another possible solution, according to reports from the Wall Street Journal, involved trying – uh, American uh, involved tying American money to American influence within the organization. If the U.S. contributes a quarter of all funding to the WHO, uh, they should have influence over a quarter of all positions within the organization. Uh, that, that's the theory being propped up there. I, I don't know if that would be enough, quite honestly. The United States could also demand a change of personnel. We could very easily, as the administration just say, hey, look, uh, at the H at the WHO's top levels, in order to to renew your financial commitment from us, you need to make these changes. But members of the administration worry that that could be difficult to do in the middle of a global health crisis. So they feel like they're kind of over a barrel, and they know no matter what they do. It's going to be played as the wrong thing in front of the crowd. The media is going to spin it as it's ridiculous to reduce funding to an organization that's fighting a global pandemic in the middle of a crisis. They'll spin it as blatant attempt by dictator to take control of international agency. There is no way to win the game when it comes to what the media is going to do, which is why you got to stop even worrying about what the media is going to do. Just go do the right thing. Go do the right thing. And in this case, I really am past seeing the usefulness of the UN altogether, and I don't care how much influence China has over an organization that is going to go bankrupt without the U.S. backing it. And it will. Oh, we only do about 25%. Well, that's the 25% they actually use. All the rest goes to bribes and uh, paying employees. We're making that work. In fact, the UN collapses altogether without U.S. support because nobody else is paying their dues like we do. Nobody else is doing what they're agreed to do when they join the United Nations. If we withdraw from the United Nations and said, all right, and now, by the way, get out, move over to Brussels if you think that works. You move to Beijing. In fact, you should probably move to Wuhan. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Wouldn't that be just the perfect place? Right now, there are so many people that are so desperate to point fingers at the Trump administration that you have to ask the question for yourself, why are they so desperate to point these fingers when there's still so much data that we do not have? Why the insistence on saying everything this guy is doing wrong is the wrong thing when it's pretty clear – that we have on video, there is evidence all around the world readily available for anybody who wants to take five minutes with a Google search of pulling up where politicians had it wrong. I'm looking at you, Nancy Pelosi, and you, Andrew Cuomo, you, Gavin Newsom. 
Where reporters got it wrong, I'm looking at you, Jim Acosta. I'm looking at you, everybody at MSNBC. The World Health Organization, the WHO, the WHO, where you got it wrong, just taking the Chinese communist propaganda statements as gospel. The second, the very second that you offer up an international team, the very second you're told no is the first second that you should be looking at everything they're telling you with a big old question mark in your mind. If you're not looking at this with a big old question mark in your mind as soon as they're saying, no, 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 there's nothing to see. We got, we got this under control. It's all good. Don't, don't come over here. No. Look over there. Hey, there's something shiny. As soon as they start doing that routine, you should already know something's wrong, period. They're trying to cover up their BS. There's no question about it now. There's too much actual information that has been verified out there for people to even have this doubt in their mind. Now, if you folks still want to say this, that, and the other, politicians still have to play nice to, to get along. We're, we're past that. Hey, media. Hey, Democrats. Stop trying to say Donald Trump's fault and start being honest with the people around you because there's way too many people that vote Democrat who are smart enough to understand that this is the Chinese communist government's fault. Not the Chinese people's fault, but the Chinese communist government's fault. They tried to cover it up. They were developing this. They let it get out somehow. They tried to cover up everything. They lied repetitively and repetitively. They tried to blame it on the wet market. Now, wet markets are not a great place. Probably should be shut down. But if China shut down the wet markets that have all their citizens without having enough protein available, so they're not about to do that either. There's plenty of occasions for diseases to cross over. Because people are eating very unhealthy things to eat, but that's what you do when that's what you got. That's why collectivism in all its forms fails because when everything's done by central planning, you got one small group of people who control everything, so they make sure they got theirs, and they don't care about the rest of you. Don't fall for socialism. Don't fall for communism. Don't fall for collectivism of any kind because even though it starts with the most benign of intentions, even though it starts with the greatest of intentions, well, we all know what road is paved with all those good intentions, don't we? It's going to have to be it for tonight. Thank you so much for being here. And a quick reminder, please, please feel free to join me over at WCET. FM.com for those of you that are not in the Columbia, South Carolina region, as I'll be sitting in the big chair tonight hosting Late Night in the Midlands. Uh, thank you so much for being here, and as always, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And on top of that, as long as this pandemic's still going on, remember to stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, be smart, 
even if that goes against your nature. <laughs> I will uh, see you guys again tomorrow night, I hope. And in the meanwhile, have a great evening. I'm out. I'll put in the ending music. Is using both hands.